Hello, Cosmic Cats. I have a fun update to share with you. You and I are pretty cool now, and I know how much you love fun stories and adventures. So, that's why I wanted to share that there's a brand new podcast out now that I think you're going to love. The podcast is called Mysteries About True Histories, and it features some new friends of mine, Max and Molly. I'll let them tell you more. From the creators of Who Smarted Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Musicland Stories, the origin point for all music and adventure stories in the known universe, and some of the unknown ones. And we're here at the Musicland Concert Hall. Let's get ready to rumble! Cosmic Hats? You could have been anywhere in the galaxy this evening, but you are lucky enough to be here with me, the conductor, on Transalor, the dance party capital of the universe. Aside from the fact that it's always a good time for a dance party, why have I brought you to this particular planet at this particular point in time? Well, let me increase your beats per minute and bring you up to speed. We are here because our friend Mo is about to face off against my latest invention. The Delta Drumtronic 9000. Now, I know you've got questions. First one, how can I be the conductor but also be an inventor? Cosmic Cats, music is all about invention. It's where something old meets something new. Something borrowed meets kind of blue. Musicians are always inventing. Whether it's DJ Cool Herc at a house party inventing hip-hop, or Robert Moog in the lab creating a synthesizer that can make you go... That brings us to your next question. What is the Delta Drumtronic 9000? Well, my friends... This handy-dandy device weighing in at just over 9,000 pounds is the newest answer to all your drumming needs. It turns drumming from an art into a science. Who needs to think when this pile of wires and circuits can manufacture a beat for you? And at the heart of this machine, or where its heart ought to be, is its unique power source, the magical drumsticks of the legendary Krupa Khan of the Orchestra Obscura. As for your third question, because you're allowed up to three, didn't Toots Uncommon, leader of the Orchestra Obscura, give those drumsticks to Mo and invite her to join the Orchestra Obscura on its star-spanning journey? Yes, he did. But the sticks needed a little tweaking first. 
Maybe Mo needed a little tweaking too. We now return to your regularly scheduled dance party, already in progress. The Cavernous Club, the most vital venue on all of Transalore, was already hopping to the mega mechanical beats mass produced by the Delta Drumtronic 9000, which put Mo in a real conundrum. She needed the drumsticks that powered the Delta Drumtronic 9000, and she didn't have much time. The Orchestra Obscura was about to take off without her. But did that give her the right to pull the plug on this massive dance party? She'd be harshing the mellow of a whole planet. Now me? I love a situation when you're not sure what's going to happen. There's a second when the applause dies down, and I raise my baton, and no one knows what song is coming next. At that moment, anything is possible. I could summon up a samba, rustle up a rumba, whip up a waltz. Sometimes I'm not sure until the first note plays. I didn't know what Mo would do, but I knew it was going to be amazing. Mo turned to her new friend, Twilo, who helped her sneak into the cavernous club. We have to keep the beat going, she said. Grab anything I can use as a drum. Mo and Twilo gathered up everything they could find that you could possibly beat on. Bottles and cans, buckets and fans. Once the roadies and sound guys and lighting guys heard the story of Mo's quest, everyone backstage joined in. After just a few minutes, they had enough gear to make a pretty passable drum kit. Piece by piece, they took the kit out onto the stage. With Twilo's help, Mo and the roadies assembled the kit right at center stage. If this were an ordinary concert on an ordinary planet, the audience might think it was strange. Two kids and a pack of roadies putting together the galaxy's most tossed-together drum kit in the middle of a show. But this was Transalore. People came to dance. And as long as the Delta Drumtronic 9000 was laying down the beat, Half the dancers didn't even look up at the stage. Once the kit was put together, Mo faced another obstacle. I say another, because if you've been following our friend Mo on her journey, you know this isn't the first obstacle she's run up against. Some of those obstacles I might have put there, but does that really matter right now? Mo had an amazing kit to drum on, What she didn't have was anything to drum with. One roadie took the pen off her clipboard and offered it to Mo, but that only got her halfway. You can't make much of a beat with one stick. Two's the minimum. If you want to get things moving, it's ideal to have an octopus from the planet Calamari on the skins, banging away with a stick in each of his eight tentacles. But for Mo, she needed two sticks, one for each of her two in-sync hearts, The pen would work, but what else was there? This part is all me. Sometimes I'm an inventor, and a lot of times I'm a narrator. I might seem like a villain or a trickster, but the one thing I always am is the conductor. And the one thing a conductor needs is a baton. And a baton is nothing but a stick. So with suitable flourish, I passed my baton over to Mo, temporarily, mind you. 
With a pen in one hand and my baton in the other, Mo sat down at the far-out drum kit she and Twilo and the roadies put together from whatever wasn't nailed down backstage. Mo was center stage, facing the audience, checking out the crowd for the first time. Like I said before, this was a transalore crowd, so no one in the audience was looking at her. Mo noticed that with the pre-programmed beats of the Delta Drumtronic 9000 pumping away, everyone in the audience was doing the exact same dance. The whole crowd had been turned into one big machine moving in perfect unison to the beat. It wasn't a dance party. It was a dance factory. It was fully mechanical, like they weren't even humans anymore. Mo knew she had to keep the party going, but she also had to break them out of this lock groove. First, she settled into the same beat the Delta Drumtronic 9000 was churning out. She fell into rhythm too, just like the dancers in the audience. She could feel that beat lock into all her muscles, like she was becoming a robot too. Maybe it wouldn't be that bad, playing the same beat over and over and over. But Mo had more to her than that. She started to vary the beat. She added flourishes and rolls and cymbal crashes. As the beat changed, people in the crowd broke out of their mechanical moves. They turned to the stage to scope what Mo was putting down. It was like they could feel their bodies again. Like when you're out in the cold so long, your fingers get numb and you clap your hands together to get them moving. Some people started to clap. Some started to snap. A couple folks began to move while others chose to groove. Mo nodded to the sound guy who pumped up the volume on Mo's kit, bringing the sound down on the Delta Drumtronic 9000 until the robo-drummer was nothing more than a background beat. Once the audience was all in on Moe's groove and the dance party broke out of its factory settings and into a wild swing, Twilo snuck around the back of the Delta Drumtronic 9000. He removed the back panel, which was about the size of a record sleeve. Nodding his head along to Moe's sick beat, he peered inside the Delta Drumtronic 9000. Right in the center were the magical drumsticks of Krupa Khan. Without a moment's hesitation, Twilo snatched the drumsticks out of the robot. He looked over at Mo, rocking away at center stage. She was knocking it down with just a pin and a baton. Twilo wanted to know what she'd sound like if she had these sticks. I wanted to know too. He jittered and jived up to center stage, shimmied along by Mo's beats. He got close enough so that Mo could see him out of the corner of her eye. She smiled at Twilo, but then she saw the sticks. They glowed pink, like they had the first time she picked them up back on Syncopia. Without losing rhythm, Mo tossed the pin to the roadie with the clipboard and grabbed one of the sticks in her right hand. She tested it out on a hi-hat symbol she made out of a hubcap, and it sounded perfect only missing its partner. Mo spotted me in the wings. It was a dance party. I was shaking it along with everyone else. Mo tossed my baton back to me. It tumbled end over end through the air and landed smack in the palm of my hand. Then Mo took the other drumstick from Twilo and laid into the beat. The sticks glowed so brightly that a wave of pink light swept over the crowd. 
and the beat? The beat was glorious. An hour later, Moe exited the stage to thunderous applause. The dancers, drenched in sweat, filed out of the cavernous club and headed home to rest because every morning on Transalore begins with breakbeat breakfast. Twilo hugged Moe and said this was the best dance party he'd ever been to, which, since it was the first dance party he'd ever been to, was 100% most definitely true. Mo looked at me like I had some explaining to do. I told Mo she had three questions and she should use them wisely. Drum roll, please. Question number one Why did you take Krupakan sticks? The sticks, I explained, had to be recalibrated. They belonged to Krupakan so long that they could only play Krupa's beats. The Delta Drumtronic 9000 wasn't much good for throwing dance parties but it did reconfigure the sticks so Mo could properly claim them as her own. Question number two. But why bring them all the way to Transalore and make me chase after you? I needed the energy of the universe's biggest dance party to power the Delta Drumtronic 9000, I said. And you needed an adventure to be sure you were ready to properly join the Orchestra Obscura. And now for our jackpot, question three. But it's been three days and the orchestra has left without me. What am I supposed to do? That was a tough one. I didn't know where the orchestra obscura might be at that moment. And I had a pressing engagement to have a burger with Beyonce. I already had the hot sauce in my bag. But I did know someone who might know how to find the orchestra. I could use the portal to send Mo there quicker than you could say, get information. I fired up the portal, and through it, Mo saw another new planet, another place she'd never been. For a second, Mo, who'd gone out on stage in front of a planet full of dedicated dancers, felt scared. Twilo who had stayed by Moe's side since he met her outside the cavernous club, took Moe's hand. Come on, he said. We'll go together. And hand in hand, these two kids stepped through the portal to the next track on their album of adventures. A track we'll put the needle down on next time. Musicland Stories is a collaboration between Starglow Media and Double Elvis. Executive producers from Double Elvis are Jake Brennan and Brady Sattler. Executive producers from Starglow Media are Jed Baker and Agarenish A. Palmer. This episode of Musicland Stories was written by Bob Prohl. Alessandro Santoro is our showrunner. Narration by me, Nikki Lynette. Original score by Jonathan Warman. Story editing by Zeph Lundy. And episode mix by Colin Fleming. Grown-ups, you can find more ad-free fun for the whole family by subscribing to Starglow Plus on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, Cosmic Cats. Until next time, Conductor out.